Hi, this is Quinn Wynn and Jesse Chu, co-founders of Paper Talk. Welcome to season five. We're here to share our paper flower journey, engage with makers and artists, and support other female entrepreneurs. Follow along as we give a voice to and nurture a community of paper florists from around the world. Hello, hello. You guys have been super amazing. You've been with us for over, well, almost four months, you guys, Mm -hmm. listening to us talk about our why, listening to our guests talk about their why, their paper journey. We talked to several authors. Authors. So excited. The growing list. I know. It's super amazing. So I'm just like amazed at our community. Who knew Paper Flower community would be this amazing and this big? We've Mm -hmm. been going strong for, this is our fifth season. And we are finishing strong. And it's really amazing to kind of check in with everybody mm-hmm. because we had some repeat guests, which was really wonderful because one thing Je- Jesse and I talked about before we jumped on to record this podcast was that, you know, your why changes because you change yeah. because of the people that you meet along your pathway, the books you read, the TV you watch, conversation you have, things you see and listen. Mm-hmm. I mean, COVID has really changed a lot of people why. Mm-hmm. And in some way, it was great. In some ways, it was a little bit harder for a little of uh, some people. Yeah. But that's okay because we all go through those ups and downs. I mean, I certainly have, mm-hmm. and I know Jesse have, and it's something we all struggle with. And it's okay to share your problems. Sometimes it's okay to air it out because you never know who can come along, listen to it, and be helped from it. Which is yeah. why we do the podcast. <laughs> why we amplify our community voices. So everyone can hear it and not feel so alone when you're there at your craft table, you know, making your flowers and you're listening to our podcast, we hope, or <laughs> it's really fun. We just know that sometime when we send it off to the world, we now know people are listening to it. So we are eternally grateful to each and every one of you that listen to us. Yeah, it's been a really interesting because I reflect back on some of the people we've talked to, and that was back in 2019 when we first started the podcast, season one, talking about Rebecca, Mm -hmm. well, Rebecca Grant, Eileen, Lim. It's just so, and new friends as well. (laughs) New friends. New friends friends as well. (laughs) I mean, Laura too. So, I mean, it's so interesting because I'm sure three years ago, had we talked to them about, well, what what do you think you're going to be doing in 2020? 2022, mm-hmm. sorry. I'm sure none of them would have ever thought they were doing lips, <laughs> paper lips, yes. or that they're going to purchase their own own venue mm-hmm. and grow their business that way, or they're going to write a book, or yeah. Amy, I mean, Amy McGee, yes. who started off with the podcast and slowly, slow growth, mm-hmm. now is hosting these mini, like, kind of like mastermind. <laughs> If you heard our podcast, she was, even she was struggling to describe what it was, but essentially a place for people to to talk with each other. But I'm sure three years ago, they would have had no idea they would go in this direction. Mm -hmm. And yet it is to some extent consistent with their core why. It's just their why is like manifests itself in different ways. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, even with Laura, she's still working with paper. She still has a love for it, but it's just kind of changed shape. (laughs) Right. From flower to lips. And even Aline, like she started teaching more while she's been doing workshops for a while now, but actually, you know, teaching it through a book and spreading the word paper flowers that way. And even she didn't 
didn't start that process until about a year ago. So Mm -hmm. the three years that have passed since we talked to them, since we started getting to know them about and and know their business and their, their why it's shifted. Yes. You know, shifted in ways that I think it's hard to kind of predict where your life will go. And I think COVID did have a drastic impact on where their whys shifted. I mean, for sure. For sure. hundred percent. For sure. Absolutely. But it's so interesting because just prime example, Quinn has these big dreams, right? (laughs) (laughs) Which is amazing because I think sometimes it's kind of like umbrella of everything, right? Mm -hmm. It's like the umbrella. This is like my big bubble, my big idea. And then within it, you kind of like move along and do different things that move towards, hopefully move towards that big dream. And I feel like with a lot of our guests, they have an idea of what their big dream is, Mm -hmm. but they're like moving there, but they're not quite there, but everything they do kind of moves to make that into reality at some point. And it's because they know what their overarching why is and their why Mm -hmm. aligns with this big dream that they have. So seeing that process in the last three years is really inspiring. And it's also just kind of like, wow, like looking back, your vision is 2020. It's like, oh, I saw that coming. But no, like in 2019, no. So now in 2020, 2022, gosh, 2022, (laughs) moving forward. I know the last few years just like was erased from (laughs) my living experience. (laughs) But moving forward three years, like that will be really interesting too, because I mean, Quinn and I have plans, but like they literally are plans and we had plans and they've shifted. Yes. And we have, you know, plans that we're hoping we'll be able to actually go through with, but who knows? I think the only thing it's so interesting. I I was just thinking about like, we, we talked about our why at the beginning of the season and all these things that we've tried to do to get there. Some things have not worked out and yet we're still going for it. Yet we're still like, we're still pursuing a why there's another way of doing that. Another way of making sure that like what we're doing is meaningful and, and it takes us another step towards why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. And do you feel like, even though the short, you know, four months of time has your why shift a tiny bit? Has it moved? Has the needle moved a little bit where it wasn't going North, but it was going maybe East North or West (laughs) North a little bit, but you're still heading North. (laughs) (laughs) I think four months, not exactly, but I think the way I want to manifest my why has shifted slightly. So that I think in the four months learning really like, but that said, it's like, you have to do it, right? You have to like take action. Yeah. You can't just sit there and be like thinking in your head, like, yeah, like yeah, four wishing. months. Yeah, that four, yeah, wish. wishing or like <laughs> imagining you're going to do something, and exactly. I think that that's very hard to know if you're going in the right direction. You kind of have to take those steps, whether it's like small steps, like doing something every day, or doing something. It doesn't. Even, but that's the thing. Like I feel like it doesn't even have to be your why, what you're doing, yeah. right? Like we yeah. were talking to all our guests. And we were talking to them and asking them, like, how did you know it was your why? And we had Mm -hmm. guests who said, it's because I didn't like what I was doing. Not necessarily because they were doing that. It was just, I knew what I felt when I was doing 
you know, X, Y, Z. And I knew what I Mm -hmm. felt like when I was doing paper flowers and I knew I preferred one over the other. So like, even if you're not making paper flowers and you're doing something else, I think that speaks to you about, wait, like, do I want to spend 24 seven doing this? Like, and if the answer is no, I prefer doing (laughs) paper flowers 24 seven or something related to it. I think that says a lot, you know? So it does like the last four months, I, well, I mean, the first month I did some paper flyers for the last three months. I haven't because I've been trying to move my platform over to a new learning platform. And as much as I love doing the graphics and I love doing all that stuff, there's a reason why I'm not a graphic designer (laughs) because I decided it wasn't for me. Like I, I love that stuff, but I don't think I can do it all the time. And so lately I've been doing all of that stuff all the time. And mm-hmm. there's joy in it. But at the same time, I realize I don't find as much joy doing this all the yeah. time. And so that tells me something. It reconfirms. Right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> it tells me like, okay, well, this is in a way a manifestation of my why, because obviously it's my yeah. the learning platform. It's related to my yeah. paper flowers and teaching it. But I also know that, okay, that, that road is, I can only go so far yeah. to pursue my why youth when I pursue that road. I really have to look into another path to pursue my why where I'm more satisfied with what I'm doing. And I think, yeah. yeah, So in a way, I guess in the four months, it did tell me something like I learned something about myself, Mm -hmm. but that's because I was doing something. Like I wasn't just like not doing something. Exactly. (laughs) Otherwise it's too easy to dream, but you, you gotta like take those steps Mm -hmm. or else like you're literally just sitting there waiting. And I think it's really hard to figure out what your why by just, thinking about it yourself. Exactly. Yeah. What about you? What about you, Quinn? Because I know you've been, you too have been, (laughs) I mean, we've been teaching Awesome Blossom, but other other than that, in some of your commissions, I know you've been doing a ton of marketing stuff. Ton, ton. And it's it's really, um, before I even go back, I'm going to go back a little bit. I was just reflecting back on the three years, 2019, 2021, 2022. Maybe more than three. I don't know. You're just right. Time just warps. And I'm just like, I have to take a deep breath. I've been taking lots of deep breaths this past few weeks because my life, my plate has been so overwhelming with a lot of different pools of different directions. And I'm having this struggle with trying to like, is this my why? Is this what I'm doing? Is this the right path? Am I doing the right thing? It's so hard when you're asking yourself that internal questions and then you go around in this internal circle going is that right am I doing the right thing and the imposter syndrome comes up because you're circling back and forth and I've been in that place before and sometimes you just need to stop and you just need to work really hard to get out of that cycle of your mental voice telling you are you doing this right is this the right thing? Those doubts that come out. And I think that's the really important thing where you need to tell it to stop. And for me to tell it to stop, I need to focus really intently on working really hard. And I think I was wondering why I was working so hard this past few months and just driving myself like super tired. And it's it was hard because I realized that I kind of lost my way a little bit. And I was like, well, and then another purpose was like, I need to bring in income to supplement the things that I really wanted to do. How do I go about doing that? Well, I'm not afraid of hard work. 
both Jesse and I are not. We've proven that. And it's just something that, you know, it's ingrained in us. If we need to do something, we'll just work until it's done. But you can overwork yourself. And I feel like I'm not quite burnt out, but I'm definitely overworked. Like mm-hmm. I'm not taking those weekends to, you know, decharge recharge, myself. Yeah. yeah, recharge. And it's been really hard because, you know, not only do I have my work going on, my dog has not been doing well. So I haven't been getting a full night of sleep because I don't, we don't know what's wrong with her. So I'm kind of like really worried about that. Mm-hmm. And literally we're taking her out every single hour because she has an enlarged liver and we're trying, we're doing all the blood work x-rays. We have an appointment for a doctor, but she's peeing every single hour. Oh it is gosh. the craziest thing I've ever seen. I mean, she's having to wear a diaper, her, mm-hmm. her, her mental capacity, mm-hmm. like she's a little bit different. She's mm-hmm. not as her usual happy Alert. self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's just really clinging right now to me mm-hmm. and where I'm going. And she doesn't even know that she's peeing herself, which is really, really sad. And so during the daytime, it helps because I'm very alert. I take her out, but it interrupts my process. Mm-hmm, like, of course. Mm-hmm. I just can't be sitting there working for a few hours. <laughs> I need to stop and take her out, make sure I change her diaper, clean her up. Like every morning she has a bath because she's peed on herself. And it's just yeah. something that, so that's been something that I've been weighing back and forth and then I've been working with Holly and that's been a really I mean that woman is energetic she has these amazing ideas and she has a team to execute it but it's also fallen on my shoulder because I do have a lot of different talents and I was hired to do one thing but now it's expanded way more and so we're having conversations like how do we pull it back so I'm not spread too thin. And, mm-hmm. and you're right. We had this conversation before. Like if mm-hmm. you spread yourself thin, you're going to make mistakes. If you're overworking yourself, you're going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm quadrupling, I'm triple checking, and but things do fall because there's a lot of changes, especially when another person is telling you what to do and they don't tell you all the information. I think the one thing that works with mm-hmm. Jesse and I is that we communicate really well. We're mm-hmm. on the same platform. We know what needs to be done and we take the initiative to do it. But when you're working for someone else, you can't take those initiatives because mm-hmm. it's not your baby. It's mm-hmm. their baby. Yeah. And you want to make sure that their baby's really taken care of. But you can only do so much to that before it kind of like, you know, it doesn't work. Yeah. So that's what. And the thing is, I'm just spread out to that. And yeah. really, my I need to focus on certain things that she hired me for. So we're having that conversation. <laughs> so you guys, I, I mean, right. I mean, <laughs> We have to have this conversation. I know when you yes. were struggling and you were asking me, what do I do about that? And I'm like, I'm like, what not? I mean, you have so many talents and you are so <laughs> like, you have so many, you're so resourceful. And I think that's mm-hmm. one, it's kind of an it's advantage, but it's also a disadvantage because yes. then people think you're capable of doing everything mm-hmm. when you're maybe you're not necessarily the right person for them to ask you to do just because you can doesn't mean you should and the other thing being if she's not paying you for those skills Mm -hmm. then why are you doing it right so it's the same thing even like with paper flowers if they're paying you for a certain thing and then they start asking you for something else well no like your contract it does not say that you need to now make 20 more flowers just because it looks better just because your client suddenly changes their mind 
Or yeah. maybe they just have so much faith in you. You know, they're yes. like, oh my God, the bouquet is beautiful. Can you also make my centerpieces? And you're like, yes, I need the money. <laughs> but <laughs> at the same time, and I'm capable, but, you know, is it within the scope of the original contract or the original collaboration to begin with? Because exactly. you have other things too, right? Exactly. You have other jobs, exactly. you have other whys yep. as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's great that, you know, if you're a jack of all trades, but I think it. It's a good when you're an entrepreneur because yes. you can like really do a lot of things. But when yeah. you're working for someone else, you really do need to like step back. And that's in the process that I'm at right now. It's like, I need to step back. I need to really rethink about how I'm going for to present and offer the best service I can to my mm-hmm. clients, yeah. but also keep that part of me sane. So I'm not working a gazillion hours every day yeah. working for them and then be on call. I just need to draw that line. Yeah. I'm just one of those people that I'm a yes person. Like, yes, I can definitely <laughs> help you do this. Yes, I can do that. It's and hard to say no. You're so capable. <laughs> and this is why they've asked you to do more because they know you're capable. And yet... I honestly believe that what you're doing now is that it's for a team of people. Like yeah, people hire exactly. a team to do what you do. And exactly. so if you're doing it all by yourself, yeah, there is so many things that can get lost in that. And it's That's not your true. fault. It's just your capacity. This is another reason why we hired a team because it's just yeah. capacity. You can only spread yourself so much. It's kind of like if you're doing 10 things, you're not going to do any of them well. You got to narrow it down, prioritize and that's and focus so if you focus on only a handful of things you'll do a hundred percent you'll do them well but anymore that's just the way we are you know exactly but that's really interesting though because what you've come across is really another crossroad isn't it Mm -hmm. crossroad of like you reflecting on okay what does this work mean to me Mm -hmm. and is it part of my why or can it is it just another manifestation of my why is another path like it's a really interesting crossroad. Yes. So, so true. So I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm hoping that, you know, I'm talking to my mentors and trying to figure out, I'm telling them what I am experiencing and going through. I'm hoping they can hear and have the oversight to help guide me and clarify things. But I'm just having a hard time figuring out on my own. And I think mm-hmm. that's the reason why you would hire a mentor. It's like why, as we go through, all these different problems, think about talking to other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to pay them. Talk to your friends. They might not give you, I mean, they'll give you some clarification from their point of view, but hiring the right person is always so important because they can help you because that's their job. I mean, that's their focus and they've gone and talked to other clients. And I think that's really important and something that I've really been open to ever since we talked to Amy McGee, just giving us that clarity is just really yeah. like, oh, I don't have to figure this out on my own. <laughs> and sometimes with me, for example, when I talk things out, I do get some clarification because hearing myself talk to the problems like, oh my gosh, why am I doing this as, <laughs> as I'm saying this? <laughs> so I think that's really important. I know as a lot of us, we're introverts and we keep a lot of things inside of us, but do take that moment. Find other paper artists, paper floors, other people in the creative world mm-hmm. who talk to them really that will open your world up so much more and it will make your creative just kind of flow. I think one of the cool things about doing Awesome Blossom was we did get to meet with our students 
and so many, so many people from so many different backgrounds. Yeah. Like sometimes we forget that, like, yes, we all make paper flowers, but yep. we are more than that, you know? Yes. We're more than just people who make paper flowers. We all have our own lives. We all have our own history. We all, most of us have a different job too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that has been so, so interesting. Just meeting people yeah. from every walk of life that all love paper flowers and yet bring with them a wealth of experience and, mm-hmm. and perspective. Yeah. And I think that really does make your health flowers more individualistic and just the personality shows out on their flowers mm-hmm. so much. And I just, I find that so incredibly wonderful because people yeah. always like, you know, we always tell find your way. And the thing is you pull from your history, you pull from your experience and your flowers will become who you are. Learn from the masters. There's so many amazing books, mm-hmm. so many amazing teachers. Learn all the different techniques and then take it, absorb it, and then transform it to yours. I think yeah. that is so critical. If you, I think that's why people stay with paper flowers so long is that there's so many transformation stages mm-hmm. when you first so learn. You're, you learn about the duplet. And you guys, we just talked about the different crepe paper. You should listen to that. It was really fun to talk about that. I think we should do more of that next season. <laughs> yeah. Going back to our roots. <laughs> I think that would be super fun. But as you go through the different stages of learning all the different tools, then you start thinking about, oh, now I have all these tools. What can I do with it? How can I mix it up? How can I shake things up? Mm-hmm. I think that's where the fun really begins because it is endless. It is. We're not stuck with watercolor. We're not stuck with acrylics. Mm-hmm. We're not stuck with patent pastels. You can not color if you want to. Yeah. You can water wash it. You can do so many amazing things to create paper. And surprisingly, even though it's paper, it's really, really sturdy. Mm-hmm. And it's magical. It's so fun to be able to step outside the boundaries and to recreate things. And I think that's been my true why is being able to create things. And I mean, Mm -hmm. I mentioned it before. I never knew I was an artist until I started doing paper flowers. It was only when I started doing this that I was like, I am an artist. It's just really a fun thing to say. Like, oh, I am. (laughs) You know, you don't fall into that. Some people do. But for me, it was really unnatural because I'm such an analytical, logistic person. Those are things that makes me happy. Following recipes, going outside the recipes a little bit. But, you know, doing this has been really fun. I I still love it. It's been very (laughs) magical for me. (laughs) It definitely speaks to us in the same way and yet different ways, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Right? We all have a different reason for why it sparks joy in us and for whatever reason you know we came across it and suddenly it just changes our world and I think that is so transformative even just picking up that piece of paper and realizing this can be turned into something three-dimensional is amazing you know outside of all those other transformative you know reasons at the core of it it's you expressing yourself in that medium funny thing the I had always thought in the past that because I had always been artistic as a child, but I never, I never knew what I wanted to do artistically. This is why in the past I talked about, like I ended up going into a graphic design program because I knew I wanted to do fine arts, but it was a good like balance between 
fine arts and like the corporate world where you can actually have a job. Like you can put it on your CV, right? Like I'm a graphic designer. Putting an artist is kind of a little, people are like, don't know what to think about that. So I did pursue that. But at the Mm -hmm. time, I always thought I wasn't creative enough. And I always thought I didn't know what medium I wanted to work in. And like years later, now I know it actually doesn't matter what medium. Sorry, paper flowers, but it actually doesn't matter what medium I work with. It's actually about like in terms of creativity, it's actually like what focus do I have? What interest? And it's flowers. We all love flowers. This is why we are attracted to paper flowers. It's the subject matter. And it's just really cool that you're able to make it in paper as well. Like paper is just the medium to in which you're, you express yourself, in which you, ex, you speak through the paper. But yeah. what is your message? Your message is flowers. It's, yeah. right? At the end of the day, it's about flowers. 100%. Like imagine making, yep. I mean, I know other, you know, there are artists who make amazing things with paper, like different things. Yeah. Bugs, butterflies, lips, dolls. And yet when you do that, the expression is different. And so I think it's actually really cool, like experimenting with using paper, and making different things with it because I think that will actually speak to you as to this I think you'll I think you'll realize what it is that you love is it the paper really or it's what you want to express through the paper because maybe making a paper paper mache pot might not be as satisfying to you as making a flower and then that Mm -hmm. says to you oh wait maybe it's not paper that I'm drawn to but it's yeah my focus like what what is it that you want because I always oh I was always having trouble like I would look at a blank canvas and I'd be like what do I draw what do I paint and mm-hmm. I thought I was not creative enough because yeah. I'm like people just pull things out of their head and these draw it and like Picasso or whatever right like <laughs> and this is like a perspective from a obviously a child because I was a teenager <laughs> who knew nothing about it but just assumed that people like were weren't creative and just could whip out things whatever was in their mind they draw it out and that's create you know being creative yeah but I realize now like no being an artist it's not your creativity it doesn't come from just some dream that you have you know some like sudden eureka moment it's a buildup of all your experiences and knowing who you are and knowing what what interests you and that's that on reflection, I realized that, yeah, I, I wasn't not creative. I just didn't have the life experience to know what interested me. Yeah. I didn't know what interested me, you know, or maybe everything interested me, but nothing, you know, nothing spoke to me that was different. Nothing Mm -hmm. really intrigued me for me to be so captured by that, whatever it is that I would start drawing it and just focusing all my energies on expressing that love or that, you know, whatever it was in different mediums. Yeah. So I, yeah, I just wanted to bring that out there because, you know, I know that I'm not the only one that struggles with that. Sometimes we think, well, why can't I make this flower any more beautiful? Or why do I not have these great ideas about flowers or how to make them in different colors? Why are people like other people doing such amazing things? And your time will come. Yeah. Your time will come once you once you find that why, once you find what drives you, once you figure out what do you want to express in this world. And your expression could be like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what kind of expression it is. It could be, you know, only one person likes it, or maybe a million people likes it. It doesn't matter. 
what matters is you knowing what you want to express. What do you want to say to the world? And it can be, you know, in paper or it can be in something else, but what is that message? And I think once you know what that message is, then you'll figure out if paper flowers is the way you want to express it, or maybe it's something else. But I think that's where you, I think ultimately that's where your why is. I mean, I I feel like I can express that in photography, which is what I've been doing lately is expressing my love for flowers, paper flowers in photography, because that's just another way to do it. But ultimately though, my subject matter, the one that I really care about expressing is flowers. So uh, yeah. So if you're like, if you're out there and you're struggling and you're like, you know, where, where am I? Like, why am I doing this? Take, like, sit back and think about like, what do you want to say? And what's the best way to say it? It might be paper um, or it might be a different type of paper or it might be a different medium, but like, go back to like, what is my why? What do I want to say to this world? Not necessarily what do I want to use? And it might be paper though. Like there's some people, artists who are like, my why is expressing different ways in which I can use paper in different forms and create amazing things. And maybe that's you, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be, oh, a certain topic, but what, what do you want to express? And I think when you go back to that, it might, it definitely clarifies either why you're doing something or what might actually be your why. And you know what? I was just actually thinking about like Wendy, (laughs) as I was talking about it, Wendy started out doing paper flowers and now she's switched to doing woodwork. We're talking about Winnie McDowell. Yeah. And she started, you know, and her woodwork is beautiful and she kind of like gravitated towards kind of mixed it up at the beginning where she did some woodwork and then she did paper flowers to, to create a project and art, art piece really. And now she's diving more into expressing herself through woodworking. But I think it's really interesting. It's just, it's a different medium. And yet the way she wants to express something, I think maybe she's still looking for it is what matters. It's not necessarily what medium she's using. She's still expressing herself. So it's really, I don't know. Anyways, just something I wanted to put out there because it's been on my mind for a while where I know in the past I had said, I wasn't sure what medium I wanted to use. And I really got attracted to paper. And when I found paper, I was like, oh, this is a medium. But I think to some extent, I conflated it with also what I wanted to express. Like what ultimately, what is it? What do I want to say to the, in this world? Right. But yeah. Yeah. I think that's uh, Quinn and I were just talking about before this. And if, you know, if there were any books or references that we recommend in one of the podcasts that I do, do I, I do listen to quite often is the Susan Nethercott one. She's an artist. She's a mixed medium artist. And she also started out the podcast, like just out, like out of her studio, literally like, but I love listening to her talk to her, her studio, her studio assistant, because they really talk about what they're doing at the moment and reflecting on their feelings about it and how it relates to how they feel as artists or express or expressing themselves in the world. And it's a little bit deeper. It's those conversations I love having with other people. So I like listening and eavesdropping to their, into their conversations. (laughs) So, you know, it's not there, it's not marketing. It's not none of that. It really is, you know, talking about either their workflow or, you know, they apply for grants, but when they apply for grants, like, 
what is that whole process? But also on reflection, what does it mean as an artist? As an artist who sells versus an artist who shows, you know, what? Yeah. So some of the things that they talk about, I think, are really interesting because a lot of it is self-reflection of what does it mean to be an artist mm-hmm. and how do you find yeah. your path or your why or whatnot? So that's yeah. the podcast that I do. And then the other book that I thought was helpful, too, was Lisa Cogden. So you've probably oh, yeah, seen her work. Amazing. Yeah, you've probably seen her work. Her work is everywhere. Like it, her her yeah. creative style is just her aesthetic is so so unique yeah. that you know it's her work. It's very graphic. Mm-hmm. It's very graphic it designer. I've been following her for the longest time. Yeah, she and like you look at her work and you know it's hers. And the funny thing is, if you look at her work, one of the reasons why it looks so like her is because it's not like she. It's because there's a lot of repeats, <laughs> repeats yes. of motifs. So it's really, really interesting. But, and yet she's able to like re reorganize them in a way that's unique and beautiful. Mm-hmm. But Lisa Cog, find your artistic voice, I thought was really interesting. It also is eavesdropping on our conversations with different artists and what they, mm-hmm. how they define what, what their artistic voice is and what does it mean to be creative and what does it mean to yeah. be an artist? So yeah, those two have been, I think have helped me kind of process my own feelings mm-hmm. yeah. about my why and about why I'm doing this. And also mm-hmm. just le- knowing that you're not alone. <laughs> yes. That's <laughs> the biggest thing. <laughs> other people are going through the exact same thing and they're yeah. just, you know, they're just doing their thing. And yet at the same time, they've got all these doubts about what they're doing as well. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay to have doubts. I think it's, helps you through the process of trying to figure out your why because if you don't doubt what you're doing then you're never going to improve I think that's just a chain reaction yeah and so as you think about the things that you're doing right now always ask how can I make this better how can I tweak it just enough to make it look a little bit tiny bit better maybe only you will notice only you will notice that that center is now improved and that you're (laughs) super happy with it because once you find that foundation you can improve upon that. I think that's the magical part of physically seeing that small change become something better and better. And then take that internally and think about the process as you go through and figure out your why. I mean, if you haven't downloaded the workshop, the worksheet that we put together for discovering your why, take a moment, really sit down, take an hour. I, I really grant yourself an hour with a nice mug of tea or coffee or even a drink, a glass of wine, that would maybe help you loosen things loosen up a little up. bit. Yeah. That is true. But it does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just sit and really think about this. Take this moment and for yourself to figure out why you are doing what you're doing. Because once you have that kind of figured out, it's a great jumping point to figure out what you can do next. Mm-hmm. Because if you have a strong foundation, <clears throat> And know that compass that's pointing north and you're going to go through that. You can still deviate from it. As long as you're not heading south, you know, you can (laughs) head north. I mean, I mean, as long as you're heading some sort of north, northeast, northwest, whatever. You're taking Um, those steps. Yeah, exactly. Taking those baby, baby steps. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be big. I mean, there are moments where it's like that giant leap. You're like, Mm woohoo, you can see it. But the thing is, these baby steps, when you turn around and look, you're going to see so much progress. And I think yeah. that is where you're going to say, oh my gosh, I did it. I did it. And it's just amazing. I mean, 
looking back when we did our masterclass in 2019, we see these baby paper artists and look at them now. Yeah. It's amazing what they have done. Mm-hmm. Inga was at our masterclass and she has grown her Patreon platform to hundreds yeah. of people. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, Kelly Grace over in New mm-hmm. Jersey, she's doing an amazing job working yeah. with the, all these amazing brands. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Jasmine in South mm-hmm. Korea, amazing teacher. The yes. things that she teaches, the way she's leading South Korea in paper flowers. Yeah. That is spectacular. Yeah. I mean, we have well, same so with Aya. Many. I mean, Aya has a yes. book out in Japan. Exactly. Yeah. Amazing. Like these are the people that committed and says, I know this is what I want. I need to find people, like-minded people. And doing that, you really solidify certain things in your head and you start making those connecting dots of like, okay, I want to do this. I want to mm-hmm. do this. And then these people have done it. So I'm going to have a conversation with them. And you'll find that people are so open, even people in the creative field. Because I know when you wrote your book, you talked to Jacqueline Butler about mm-hmm. how she did her book. Yeah. I mean, people are so generous. The only thing you need to do is ask you guys. I mean, yeah. uh, they can only say no. And it's just a <laughs> verbiage, you know. So think about that. Think yeah. about what you really want. And don't be afraid to ask those questions. Ask for help. Yeah. And, you know, this is one of the reasons why we're doing our podcast. Because we know our community sometimes do not want to ask. So we like to put <laughs> it out there. It says, here you go. Three <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, we just want to thank everybody. Thank you so much for listening to us in the past five seasons, you guys. More than 100 episodes. We are going to take a break this summer because COVID has really hit a number on us. I feel like we're so drained Mm -hmm. and we put a lot of ourselves in the past eight months with Awesome Blossom, which has been super spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. And then with the podcast, and we're just going to take some time to recharge yourself because I definitely need to <laughs> yes. figure out what the heck I'm doing. <laughs> but don't worry, you guys. We already are planning out season six. Yes. It will be coming out this fall. And we can't wait to regroup with you guys. But mm-hmm. don't be afraid. Our email is always open. We're always there to respond. So, you know, let us know what you want to hear from us. Yeah. Um, also, we would love if you would put a review. It's something yes. that has been really magical and we would love to see more. And it's been really amazing to read all your comments on all yeah. the different platforms. Yeah. And thank you so much for following along with us. Yeah. We're so grateful for having your support, for you listening along. I know everyone's busy. So we really are grateful that you want to spend an hour with us, just hearing us chat with various people and our innermost, but yeah, no, it's, I mean, this is our why as well. Yeah. Right. This is one of our whys and this is why we keep doing it. This is why we keep chatting with each other, sharing it and chatting with other people in our community. We learn so much. So much. We learn so much from them. We love connecting with them. We love being able to know that there's other people out there who are also doing the same thing or struggling with the same things and just sharing knowledge in general, you know, you feel a little bit more confident when you know a little bit more. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So we're so grateful for you guys for even listening to us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is just a prime example of this is our why and this is 
the manifestation of our why. And that's why we want to keep doing it. And so we look yeah. forward to the fall when we get to be in touch with you guys again. But yeah, look for us on our Facebook group, Paper Talk Podcast. Yep. We're always there as well. And we have pretty much an open line in terms of email. I mean, we get emails all the time from people just asking us questions. Awesome. <laughs> and we're, we're totally fine with that. Yeah, we're absolutely yep. fine. So we're really grateful. And I think the last thing is we do have donations available now on our website. Yeah. So you can make a direct donation, $10.00. $10 per month? Yes, $10. Yeah, directly on our website. And that $10 will go towards paying for the podcast stuff. The platform, the, yep, platform, exactly. the editing, the all of that stuff that goes into it. Yeah, yeah. so much. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Thank you so much, you guys. We hope you had a wonderful year. We can't wait to catch up again in the fall. So we'll be sending out more information. So make sure if you're not be on our newsletter because we'll let you know when we're jumping back on again. Yeah. And of course, we'll still be sending out the newsletter, not as frequently, but we'll still be sending it out. So keep an eye out for our little snippets. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. We would love to thank you, our listener, and especially our patrons for supporting our podcast, Paper Talk, and for making season five possible. <laughs>